give me a little background on yourself and um, how you got involved in the band. Cool. So this is all about Before Their Eyes, right? Nothing else? It's or about you, whatever you want it to be about. Whatever I want it to be about. Okay, cool. So I started Before Their Eyes in 2006. I was in another local band prior to that. that uh, we actually got signed to Eulogy Recordings out of Florida and released an EP. We were like a pop punk band. And uh, then in 2006, I found the best guys from our local, I mean, I'm from a small town of 40,000 people. So I found the, the best musicians in our local area that we had playing shows with. And we just started Before Their Eyes as like a project that was, we were just gonna record. I told my, my uh, fiance at the time, I was like, we're just gonna record two demos. My music days are over. Uh, we're just gonna go down with Joey Sturgis and you know, this is just for fun. We're never gonna maybe play one show. <laughs> so that's that's kind of how it all started. And we recorded uh, two songs and uh, played a, we played a show in Toledo, Ohio. Our first show ever uh, was with the Devil Wears Prada um, up there. And uh, we had like four songs, I think. So we played like a four song set. And the next day Rise Records got a hold of us and I was like, sorry to my fiance, I was like, we're, uh, looks like we're gonna do this. <laughs> and she was like, go for it. And I'm married to her now. Right. Uh, so, uh, it's been a, been a while. So who were you involved with, with the eulogy? Were you uh, in a band on that label? Yeah, I was the singer. Uh, we were a pop punk band called The Drama Summer. I was a big fan of the starting line back then. I was a drive through records kid back in the day. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I managed Society's Finest, and they were on Hand of Hope. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, that was like the sister label or brother label yeah. or whatever. Yeah, cool. and Gods. I actually managed Jesse's band, Gods, and they were oh, on really? Hand of Hope as well, yeah. Nice. Eulogy yeah. was kind of hot back then when we, because uh, they had Set Your Goals, and Set Your Goals was like really blowing up at the time that we jumped on Eulogy. Yeah, Set Your Goals, and they also, uh, I think Evergreen Terrace. Terrace was blowing up then. So they had some, they, they, that was a sweet little era, too, for Eulogy. Yeah, John was a real nice guy, the guy that ran that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, do you know yeah. what he's doing these days? I have no idea. I have not talked to him probably since then. Interesting. So yeah, I had, I, a lot of, had a lot of conversations with him. He was a real nice guy. Um what sort of music do you listen to and who's your favorite artist oh man that's so hard because i change with the wind um <laughs> <laughs> i would say i listen to literally everything um everything from hip-hop to pop to rock to metal like I, I like everything really uh right now i'm really into um the midnight which is like in 80s, like synthwave. They're probably the biggest band in that genre. Um, I like them a lot. Joan, I don't know if you've ever heard of Joan, but they're like a pop band and they're incredible. Yeah, them I have heard J-O-A-N. Um, I've been, I listen to them all the time, like the same songs over and over. Uh, there's another dude named Riley that's more like R&B. Right. Kind of um, so that's, that's like the main stuff I've been listening to currently, so. I'm in a weird phase, I guess, but. Do you listen to heavy music now anymore? Because I know a lot of times, a lot of times guys that are doing heavy music and stuff, they kind of end up steering clear of listening to it. You know, I, 
as of recent, I haven't been listening to as much heavy music. The only heavy music that I really listen to now is stuff that, that's on my label that we release. Uh, I'm trying to think if there is really any. Not really. Not, not, not as of recent. And it's not because I don't like it. I just, nothing's been crazy awesome, I guess, that I came across that stuck with me. Right, right. Which is probably my fault for not getting out there and trying to discover more. <laughs> now, when you say your label, you run a label? Yeah, so I run a label. It's called Invoke Records. And okay. um, we've been around for about 10 years now. Cool. And I also uh, just started uh, more of like hip hop, pop type label called Substream Records, where I teamed up with Jason from Substream Magazine um, mm -hmm. to create uh, that label. So I got those two labels that, I've been, that I'm running. But yeah, InVogue has been pretty much my focus since Before Their Eyes. Uh, we weren't as full time. But I started I started in Vogue in 2009, and before their eyes was very full time in 2009. So I, I was kind of trying to do both at the same time. So for those that aren't familiar, what's on in Vogue? I would say like some of the artists that we've had coming up in the past is probably like Being as an Ocean was a pretty big melodic hardcore under, underground band. Um, Hotel Books is a spoken word artist out of California that does really well. Uh, In Our Own Words is a pop punk band we have right now, Boys of Fall. Uh, there's just discrepancies as like a rap rock band that's killing it right now. So we got, oh, wow. we have a ton of talent on the label currently. Um, Lilac Kings has a new, they're like a kind of a pop punky type band. They have a EP actually that comes out tonight at midnight. So what? yeah, we got some, we have some awesome stuff happening on the invoke side which is my main focus in life currently right who um who distributes you guys uh we we go through the orchard oh cool okay yeah, yeah. so we've been with the orchard now for maybe two or three years and prior to that we were with ada okay uh, i with ada like back in 2011 so we were with them for quite a while uh craig from rise uh rise records actually introed me to uh, the people at ADA and got me in there. Cool. I uh, co-ran Pluto Records. Oh, really? Yeah, and we were through, yeah, The Orchard was one of our distributors, and so was uh, Revelation. Revelation did real well for us, too, back in those days. I don't know if you're familiar with Pluto or not, but... I've heard of Pluto, actually. Yeah, we did, uh, like, Azalea Dying's first record. I think that's... Uh, yeah, pretty Ludacris and Norma Jean. Not Norma Jean, but Ludacris before they were Norma Jean. Yeah. We did their first record and such. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I just, I didn't, because you said something about you were, you had, is this just about before their eyes? Yeah, I wasn't sure. Okay, well, a, lot of, a lot of people don't even know that I run into records. They just know me from before their eyes. Right, um, right. Okay. So, yeah, some people know, some people don't. So I was like, I don't know which which one this interview is going to be about, or if it's going to be a hybrid of everything. It's it's about music and what you do in general, man. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, the the touring on Before Their Eyes uh, became very difficult because I had a my first child. I uh, was born in two thousand nine, and uh, and we kept touring until about two thousand twelve. I think was like the last year we were like very active. Okay. Uh, we did work tour that year and did a few other tours. Um, you know, it was just getting difficult being a band the size we were and, you know, just leaving home all the time. And 
I just felt like I was missing out on a lot at home. So how do you handle, do you handle your own promotions and stuff? I mean, besides earshot. Like, do you handle your own distribution for before their eyes as far as like the yeah currently yes um, info actually put out um, the rede- our fourth album which was called Redemption and then our fifth album which was called Midwest Modesty right. um, so info actually put out those two records um, and you know I'll probably just I mean I might as well I have that hub unless we would I mean we had we had talked about maybe going back to rise but that was like back in like 2015 16. Sure. Um, but you know we're just not i'm just at that stage in life uh where i'm just not able to commit full time to something sure um because i just have like so much other things going on in my hometown i run a, a clothing and a silkscreen shop as well so oh, cool. i've got a lot of a lot of business things happening and but I still, I mean, I love music. I love writing music. We're still, I'm still writing music. It's not with the same guys as before, but I'm trying to bring back the original guys from the first record and we're trying to put together a record right now, actually. Cool. All right. So what would you say Before Their Eyes is about? Like as a band, like what are you guys, you know, or what are you trying to say with it? It's, you know, it's kind of evolved over time. Um, what our mission was, I guess. Uh, we kind of got lumped in the Christian world when we first came out, and I don't even think that was necessarily where we wanted to be. Uh, not that we weren't Christian. I mean, I would still, I still consider myself a Christian, but I know people in the band probably didn't that were them. But we just, you know, that whole era was like full of like Christian, like screamo metalcore type bands. Right. So um, I think we just kind of got lumped in that and. My main goal the whole time was to just spread positivity and a, and a message of hope for people. That was kind of my whole outlook. I was never being like, let's hit the Christian market. Let's not hit the Christian market. So that was, I just wanted to play music, be positive and tour. That was like my only, my only goals. And I, my goals were pretty low. So we, I didn't think, I mean, we're from a town where people don't do anything unlike like cool like that like I just thought I was going to live in this small town forever and I got to tour and see the world and do crazy play with artists that I grew up listening to so to me I was just always like a fan like I felt like on every tour we were on I was like it's so cool I get to watch all these bands that I'm a fan of every night and you know we got lucky where we developed our own fan base as well right well, cool. That's cool. Do you have, I'm going to ask you some interesting questions because the, what I do is I run a site slash social media platform, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that deals with movies, music. Comedy, I, know. I went to your site and checked it out. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've recently really started to concentrate more on the Facebook aspect of things because I think you know as well as I do, that's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Facebook. That's yeah, yeah. It's our best reach. Of course. Um, so basically, I'm basically running the site through Facebook. Okay, cool. Um, what is your favorite superhero, if you have one? My favorite superhero is probably Spider-Man. Oh, wow, man. You're like what? the fourth person that said that. Really? So <laughs> I just like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, everybody says that. Interesting, okay. I'm not unique, I guess. 
Why? <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just strange that that's like, it yeah, it's really interesting. I would love to be Spider-Man. It would be awesome. What is your draw to Spider-Man? Um, I, I think it would just be cool to, like, climb buildings and, you know, shoot web and go from building to building. I don't know. I just think that would be awesome. I don't like flying, so I think that would be the best alternative to that. <laughs> right. You can kind of fly, but you're still... I'm, I'm still in control. <laughs> yeah, you're still stable to something in a way. Right. Um, do you enjoy the superhero films? You know, I am not big on superhero films. My son absolutely loves them, and he tells he talks about them all the time. Uh, he loves Marvel. Uh, so and I don't really watch a whole lot, no, unfortunately. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not huge on superhero superheroes, but I do like Spider-Man. Cool. What, um, if there was a television show and a movie mm -hmm. that you would consider to be your favorite or one that you just couldn't live without, what would it be? Uh, television show, on the funny side, probably The Office, because I love that show. We, I, sometimes I just put it on in the background while I'm working. <laughs> right, right. It brings me happiness, I don't know why. Uh, some people like it, some people don't. I love it. Uh, you love it? Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, you talking about The Office, right? What's that? that? You're talking about The Office? Yeah, The Office. Yeah, oh, office. yeah The Office and Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec's cool, but The Office is like my, my thing. <laughs> uh, but overall, like probably my favorite TV show is probably Ozarks. Oh, wow. Okay. I love that show. It's uh, It stresses me out, but I love it. And I, okay. that's probably why I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what about movies? Like, if you could think about a movie that you always seem to be drawn back to. Man, that's a tough one. Because I'm not like, I don't go back and rewatch movies ever, I feel like. I feel like I just watch them. I watch a lot of reality TV, which is probably <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, like, I mean, what are you into as far as that goes? I love, I love the Netflix series Last Chance You. I don't know if you ever watch that. I love sports, yeah. sports documentaries. Yeah. I, I like stuff like that. Cool. Uh, because I got, I, I was into sports growing up a lot, and then when I started doing music, I, like, completely got disconnected from sports, and then when I stopped touring and stuff, I got back into sports again, and I played basketball again, Right. I actually pay attention to sports again, so that's kind of cool. Okay. But yeah, so I, basketball is more your thing? Yeah, I love basketball, I love football. I'm trying to think of uh, a movie that I just love. Like one, you know, Star Wars. I love Star. I like Batman. Star Wars. I just watched that the new Solo one for about a month ago on Disney Plus, and I was like, oh, that was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean something like that, something that kind of sticks with you. I, lo I mean, I, I love Star Wars. I watch those all the time. My kids, my my son loves Star Wars. Actually, even my two year old likes watching it now. Um, which is good because it seems like for a while all they wanted to watch was YouTube. <laughs> so, yeah, don't even get me started, man. I, like we got to stop with watching people play video games. Let's watch something else. Or watching people play with toys. Yeah, or un yeah, unwrapping <laughs> toys on YouTube. My daughter was into that for a while. My daughter is into watching like kids play with toys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> My son would always watch, um, my son was a big fan of Dan TDM. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he pretty much just got big playing 
Minecraft on on YouTube. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My son would always watch him play Minecraft. I was like, "Don't you want to play?" He's like, and they, he would just watch it. But it was really cool because he that was like his hero it was like Dan TDM growing up when he was younger, and I saw him wearing uh, an Inner Own Words shirt, which is one of the bands on my label. I wanted his video, so I DM'd him on Twitter, and he actually toured the U.S. and my son got to meet him and stuff. So it was really neat. <laughs> Crazy. He, he thought I was like the coolest dad ever, though. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, would you? Uh, you kind of answered the question already. Yeah. But I wanted to dig dig a little deeper, if you're if you're willing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. But you obviously consider yourself to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. Do you? consider it to be religious or are you a spiritual person and has that affected your has that affected your career choices um and continue speaking it was uh let's see i do consider myself a christian obviously uh okay. definitely not a religious christian um i grew up i grew up pentecostal which is very legalistic yeah uh, can't do this can't do that type christianity sure um, so i still i still think to this day i still battle some of those things uh like uh like when i first got into the label stuff like i, I grew up like you can't say cuss words uh so uh, i would have never released music that had cussing in it, like back in the day now we do because the more I, the more i grew the more i realized that like legalism and that in Christianity, I almost think that's more harmful um, than anything else. Uh, so I would definitely consider myself more of a spiritual uh, Christian. I, I haven't been to church in a long time, but we, we do have a church that uh, we would attend. I mean, obviously a lot of people probably haven't because of the pandemic and all that. Sure. So. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely consider myself Christian and uh, definitely more, I ride, I'm definitely more of an open Christian than what a lot of people would uh, probably consider a Christian to be. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I grew up Southern Baptist, so I, I totally okay, so you know about that. <laughs> yeah, so I know where you're coming from as far as no, that goes. I still, um, I, and I still battle like all of the things that come along with growing up that way. Just the can't do this and just be like, you're never you're never good enough to like <laughs> to reach that but there's something always wrong with sure. you and what you're doing type yeah. stuff so you know i still battle those things but you know I, I think i've gotten past that and i'm definitely i'm starting to see the bigger picture of jesus and and what what he stood for right so how do you because see being somebody who dealt with bands on a label like you did how do you how do you meld your beliefs and your christianity with working with non-christians or people who don't believe the way you do on the label um and like putting their music out like how do you how do you feel when you put something out that might be that might be adverse to your to my personal beliefs yes exactly so i i kind of separate my beliefs from the label because to me music is art and i don't think that i don't ever want my beliefs 
to ever influence another artist's message. Um, and I love having a lot of different views and a lot of different messages. I mean, obviously, I don't want to release anything that's hateful or, or terrible, but no, I respect every every religion, every belief um, that's not dangerous. Um, but I think it's I don't want to release just Christian music. I want to I want to release everything, um, anything that makes people feel something um and and can help people ultimately is kind of my passion because growing up a lot of music that helped me through life it definitely wasn't christian music because i think a lot of christian music is like not good um and very generic uh so a lot a lot of the music that helped me through life was actually secular music and i grew up only listening to christian music um I don't think I listened to non-Christian music until I was like 18 years old. Probably. I was 17 or 18 years old. I think Linkin Park was like the first non-Christian band. And uh, I think people back then were like, yeah, I think they're kind of Christian or something. So it was kind of like one of those bands that you could listen to and, and still think they were. I don't even know. Like, it's tough for me because I don't even think music can be Christian. I think it's all about the message and, and what people are portraying. Sure. The message they're trying to get across. And I don't... So I think I think non-Christians can help people through difficult situations just as much as any type of belief that there is. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I get it. I yeah, I kind of separate. I don't influence my artists in any way. I don't want to because I think that would take away the purity of the art and the message that they're trying to get across. Okay. Okay. All right. Um Tell us a bit about the latest project you're involved in and like, what are you promoting? And you can do it for the label for, for their eyes. So before their eyes, uh, kind of a weird project that we were working on, which we've released one of the songs already, which I think was why six is afraid of seven. I, we teamed up with a producer and we actually just did like some remixes of some old oh, yeah. songs. I meant to ask you about that actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So we, we did why uh, six is afraid of seven and city in a snow globe is coming out in a few weeks, I think. I have the release date, but I forget when it is, to be honest. But I know it's coming out within the month. Uh, so those, we did those two. So we did a handful of like little remixes. So we're putting those out, you know, some people hate them and some people love them. So it's kind of, it was kind of a, a test. It was just something fun I wanted to do. I thought it would be fun to revisit those songs. And we re-recorded last year, I think, yeah, last year we put out uh, some re-recordings of our first record. Um, which was probably our most popular record that we put out. Um, we re-recorded the whole album, actually. Uh, we've only put out two or three of the re-recordings, though, so far. I have to go. How back did and... you? How did it feel to revisit that stuff? It was really weird, uh, honestly, but it was fun at the same time. I thought it was going to be really easy, but it was actually a little bit more difficult than what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but after we did them and we put them out, I don't know if you've heard any of the re-recording or how familiar you are with my band at all. Yeah, yeah I've listened to it. Yeah. Oh, you look, okay, so we I don't know if you've heard the re-recordings, but I think my voice sounds about the same. <laughs> I think they were like that different when I went back and listened. Right. Um, so did you record it with the guys you're working with now? No, we re-recorded. So I'm actually like practically solo at this point. <laughs> it's kind of oh, me okay. right now. Okay. Um, so you re-recorded them pretty much so, but, but the re-recordings I did bring back the old guitarist the original guitarist that recorded on the record and the original bassist 
and Jarrett, the drummer, they all helped do the re-recordings, which was really neat. Oh, cool. Okay. So, cool. Um, so yeah, I got the original, the original crew to help with the re-recordings. Wow. All right. Like as like new stuff we've been working on, I actually have been texting Jarrett, the drummer, the original drummer, and I think he's going to help out with when we write new songs, like cool. real full band songs, not remixes. Cool. Okay. Um, which I, I'm excited. It's it's so weird writing music now compared to back then. Um, I don't even know how to explain. I think it's just because I'm older and have been through a lot more in life right. um, than I had been back in 2006 when we were writing those songs. Right. And there was just like no expectations back then when we were writing the original songs. It was like, hey, we're just doing this for fun. And it was never meant to be anything, which I think made that first record so pure uh, and raw compared to like album two and three, because after that there was expectations and sure. And there was outside influences on the music. Right, right. And then what's going on with the label? Uh, the label, we got just so many releases coming out. There's there's tons. Uh, Saya is a new artist. We're putting out a, in a single tonight called Black Planet. Um, and then we have the Lilac Kings EP. Uh, in Her Own Words is getting ready to hit the studio to record another record. Boys of Fall just finished up one. Discrepancies is putting out a new record this fall. There's a lot of records. I can't even remember all the records we have coming out. Um, Go For Gold is a really sweet pop punk band we put out this year as well. Cool. So who, obviously it seems like you're into electronic music. A little bit. I, I, don't, I don't even know if I'm like, I, wouldn't even, I don't even listen to a lot of electronic music. There's a, there's a guy here that works at, at my shop, one of my employees. He has a project called Rodney Laserfield, which is just like a lot of like 80s instrumentals. And I listen to that. <laughs> yeah, like, I've started get, yeah, I've uh, I've started getting into the like the 80s sounding rock or not rock. It's more like, yeah, it, it almost sounds like video game music if it was like accelerated. Yeah, yeah. And like if, if you listen to like the midnight, they're, they're like, very retro 80s sounding. Los Matos or El Los Matos or some of those other bands. That yeah, I've heard, I've heard of them, listen to them. So yeah, they, they do soundtracks a lot for a lot of different stuff. But uh, yeah, no, I love I love that stuff. Uh, the reason I was asking is I, I actually just started doing music again with uh, my, uh, I used to do industrial metal. Oh, okay. You know, like uh, Clank. You remember Clank on Tooth and Nail? I never listened to Clank. That might have been a little bit before I got into them. <laughs> it probably was. Well, <laughs> let's put it this way. Do you know who, like, Ministry is? I've heard of Ministry, but I've never listened to them. Nine Inch Nails. I know Nine Inch Nails. Okay, imagine them with more guitar. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like Fear Factory, I guess. That would be so weird. I, heard, I know Fear Factory, too, yeah. so you're... So you're doing stuff like that now. Yeah, yeah, we do kind of stuff like that. So I was wondering from your, that's one of the things I was going to ask you because of your electronic remixes. Yeah, these are like love, like almost hip hop remixes. Right. Well, no, no, I heard them. I heard it. Oh, did you listen to them? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. I just, you know, most of the time when you lean into remixes and stuff, it seems like the person's maybe more into it than what they let on. So, yeah, no, I'm not like super into it. I just listen to I listen to like so much stuff. It's just 
I was listening to a lot of hip hop at the time and I was like, oh, it'd be cool. I wonder what it would sound like if we had like a beat behind one of these. Um, let's try to recreate these old songs and just people are probably thinking I'm crazy, but you know, some of the craziest ideas sometimes work. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, my, uh, my buddy just did um, some stuff that sounds like it's a prodigy. Really? Yeah, if you know who the prodigy is. Yeah, I've heard of them too. Yeah, so, but no, man, that's cool. Um, is there anything you'd want to close on? Uh, I'm trying to think if there's, I think I've shouted out like everything I have. Let me look at my release schedule and make sure there's nothing else I want to shout yeah. out. All right. Since I'm like, I was late to the interview, oh, know, which is not a surprise for me, which is a bad quality. Um, <laughs> oh, I, too, I, I, speaking of heavy music, one of the bands, I said I listened to bands on my label. There's, I assigned this really heavy band called Healer, um, and we put out two singles so far from them, but they have a full-length record coming out this fall, and they are freaking awesome. Okay. Uh, they remind me of, like, like 2006 to 2010, like, awesome metalcore. Okay. So if, if you're into that, but yeah, that's, check out Healer. I'll, I'll end on that. Okay. All right, man. All right, well, hey, listen, I'm glad we got hooked up finally, and uh, definitely in the future, send me any stuff you have going on. I'd love to hear it. And, uh, Absolutely, I will. Yeah, definitely, so. Yeah, and anything you want to cover, like, that, that we're doing on the label ends, I'll send it to you and see if it's something you're interested in. Cool, okay. All right, man, well, hey, listen, thank you very much, and uh, good luck with everything. All right, thanks so much. See you later. Good meeting you.